Hi, and welcome to Rate That Album. The album review were two guys, myself and Joseph Fremming. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we reviewed two... <laughs> we, we, oh, buddy! <laughs> it's just, at least we don't have to worry about Gilmer this episode. Goddamn Gilmer. Goddamn Gilmer. So two guys... We're uh, reviewing albums, and this time we picked a doozy, the, the 2020 1975 release, Notes on a Conditional Form. Joe, before I get into kind of the history of this album, just give me your general thoughts. Like, you, you had, let me actually, let me ask you this. Had you heard of this band or this album before? Not the album. I heard about the band. I saw them, I think. I mean, a, a live performance. I think it was SNL, but it could have been... You know, any of the late night talk shows, I'm pretty sure they, you know, played those or whatever. But I mean, I'd never, never really listened to them beyond that. And then I had no idea about this album. Okay. So this album is the fourth studio album. Um, and but they're, they're, they're from England, um, which I think shows. Um, it was released uh, May of 2020, so this is a fairly, re- re- you know, within the last year or a little over a year. It was initially entitled Music for Cars and was intended to be a follow-up to their 2016 release, I Like It When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It. Uh, however, um, it came, uh, kind of became this album that they were working on and working on and working on between albums, and... Then they another album came out beforehand, the Brief Inquiry of Online Relationships in 2018, and this just kind of became like just a overall work of art, I guess is what you'd call it. Um, it's it's considered a maximalist experimental album. Um, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, it's experimental, uh, maximalist. Uh- I think that'd be pushing it. Like when right. I think maximalist, I think, you know, experimental maximalist. Like I think of like more insane layered, you know, everything, including the kitchen sink mm-hmm. sort of album. This yeah. has elements of that, but I wouldn't say it was. It uh, didn't have the wall of sound that I no, and expect it, and it, with and the it, maximalist. It still has a, you know, yeah, it's it it doesn't feel like over the top, mm-hmm. like with that mm-hmm. with that genre implies. I mean, and everybody can split hairs on genres, but yeah, I I mean, when I think of something like that, I think of like you know, in my mind's eye, like Queen on steroids, maybe or Zappa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, like Zappa, I consider maximalist experiment. Yeah, Beefheart, Captain. Yeah. Beef. Beefheart, Captain Beefheart, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think because, <clears throat> you know, everything has kind of become in pop music um, for a long time, just beats and melody, right? It's it's the beat and the melody. Harmony and things like that aren't there. And because they had the uh, uh, orchestral interludes and some of the electronic ambient sounds that led into some harmonies, I, I could I could see where people that don't understand or haven't really ex, you know been exposed to mac, true maximalist experimental albums would consider this just based upon it in a pop. I mean, from a pop from a pop standpoint, it sure the fuck is. 
Yeah. But but Hands from up. an actual genre standpoint, it's really low on the fucking totem pole. I, I would label this experimental pop. Mm-hmm. That's basically mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a weird album. I'll give it that. And, uh, it is. I mean, there's so many people that were on this album. Phoebe Bridgers, um, FKA Twigs, um, Cuddy Ranks, Greta Thunberg is on this album. Actor Tim Healy is on this album. Well, he's the father of. He's the father, yes. Of the yes. singer, uh, songwriter. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's just it's it's crazy um, when you think about it. Just just everything that was kind of there, and um, so getting into a little bit more. Um, when the album came out, there were some singles. They released the 1975 "People," "Frail State of Mind," "Me and You Together" song, the birthday song, "Jesus Christ 2005," "America," "God Bless America." Um, <clears throat> if you're too shy and guys, which we'll get to some of those. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. They should be released. Here's the thing. Some of those songs are like the ones I highlighted as the ones I like. So kudos for actually picking the, the earworms guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, I was going to say some of those songs are like the ones that I really enjoyed and we'll get to this. So this album was schizophrenic, even in its, um, uh, reviewing. Some some people lauded it as the band's magnus opus. Well, some people gave it one star, um, rated it uh, a five point one out of ten. This thing got it five stars from people. Got there's just there's so much going on with like in terms of review of this album. And the funny thing is, uh, uh, hold on, I must say, yeah. The, the funny thing is, like my review falls flat in the middle, almost like. Yeah, it, it, like it's if it's if on a scale of one to ten, I'd put it at a solid five. <laughs> like you know, I don't like I see the polarization, but I think that's mostly music critics not knowing how to pigeonhole this. I think yes, I completely agree with you. Now, what also uh, doesn't help with, with with it is that the album took place. Uh, over 19 months in 15 different studios spanning four countries. Yeah, it's kind of like the Chinese democracy of pop albums. Kinda. If yeah. you ever look at the liner notes for Chinese democracy, that it it's like it's almost as it's almost as long as the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, when I when I was looking at this, um, and you know, getting getting things for it. I mean, Abbey Road Studio, Angelic, British Cove, Conway, East West, Lush, the eight, the the uh, E Eight Hackney, um, Perfect Sound, Sleeper Sounds, it's been Sony Studio, in the Stormtrooper Tour Bus, um, you know, the Church in London. I mean, there's a lot of places that this was done, and it came out with an 80 minute pop album, 80 minute pop album. Um, Joe, I'm gonna let you start now with what you feel about this album. Okay. So before we start recording, like I told you, let me count the tracks because I, I have my list of notes. Yeah. I'm actually pulling up my, uh, my list of likes as well. Well, I have, uh, a list of 12 tracks okay. that 
stood out to me on this album. The rest kind of just blurs into one another and really didn't evoke really a whole much uh, emotion out of me. Mm-hmm. And that's split down the middle of songs I think were good and songs I think were just fucking god awful. <laughs> yeah, some of them were. Some of them were were bad. Yeah, I have. I yeah, it's it's evenly split with the song. Six songs I think were really good, and six songs I think were really bad, and then the rest feels like you know a lot of it's filler, a lot of it's instrumental filler, uh, and so like so this album kind of again I I, I love it when bands uh, go big and go bold and take chances, and mm-hmm. I'll give this album credit that it did and. Uh, mixed results but at least you know they took a chance which you know there's so many bands out there that never take chances they find the the thing that works and they never move on from that this album shows that this these get this group of band is uh you know willing willing to you know take take different take different paths with music and experiment and do something different and i love Mm -hmm. that Looking on the Wikipedia thing, uh, the lead singer, well, and this is a problem. He aimed to create the most important pop album of the decade, hoping to achieve the same impact as Radiohead's OK Computer and the Smiths' The Queen is Dead. Oh, boy. This is a red flag. Yep. That is a red flag because that tells me... <sighs> They they're buying into their own bullshit, and I think that comes out in spades in the songs I don't like. And I think it's and it's particularly citing those two bands. You can hear what that they're, especially the songs I don't like. It, it's almost it sounds like if Radiohead made Kid A, but instead of the band Radiohead was a bunch of chuckleheads. <laughs> Grant, I mean, I I have more to say on that, but go on. So, so yeah, so that's a red flag, and it also like again, this was this is an eighty minute long album. It's a long album, and it it, it takes twists and turns, which I I enjoy and I commend it. But it kind of brings me back to the fiery furnaces in that it's not focused. Mm-hmm. There is not. Uh, you know, like when I think of an album like this, it made me like, you know, there's a lot of bands who do these kind of albums. The Beatles had the white album clashes, London calling where you, they kind of like expand out their comfort zone, but they still sound like their band. Yep. They, the, the 1975 don't, they just sound like different bands on each track. So it's kind of hard to like appreciate it when they don't really seem to know what their sound is. So with that, I, I, <clears throat> I have said that what I think about this album is that it's got what it has going for it is the double edged sword. Cause it's the exact thing that goes wrong with it. Um, <clears throat> it's that there is a lot here. And they got a lot of modern pop sensibilities, 
But that's exactly one of the problems with it is that that modern pop sensibility and having too much on here kind of goes the wrong way for it. Um, <clears throat> if you're going to do some of these tracks that are kind of out there, you got to let go of that and really be experimental. Yeah. I mean, there were there's tracks on here that if I heard on the radio, like I've been some other singles, I would have no idea that it was the 1975 because it doesn't even sound like them. Like it, like there was points in here where I'm like, as I, I actually looked when I was first listening to it and going through this out of my playlist, and there was I can't remember exactly which song it was, if it was Shiny Collarbone or um, Playing on My Mind. Um, it was one of the down tracks where it, it didn't even sound like them. So I was checking, like, oh, am I done with the album? No, I'm not. I still got like five tracks to go. Um, but <clears throat> the other problem with this is it's not mixed right. It, it's this, you know, I've talked about this with a lot of different things. It's front loaded with a lot of good stuff. And then the tail end of it is where you find a lot of the stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. And you need to shuffle the deck. You know, I mean, there's times in here where, like, I loved the end, song number three, and how it the orchestra played into Frail State of Mind. I'm all about that, streaming and how it played into the birthday party. I'm all about that. But that gets lost. I mean, you start doing that, you're setting a tone, and then that just abruptly ends. And you start going from, they have no real segue into the songs and that you know if you're gonna do something like kid a or you know okay computer or yeah you know you're gonna emulate those things you have to emulate the vibe that the album had which was yeah. it flowed yeah and again that that goes to the focus thing that it's just not focused it, it okay computer works front to end because it has like you said that vibe mm-hmm. the vibe carries throughout each track and this is just it's a hodgepodge at times mm-hmm. and, uh, and not to say it's all bad yeah. not to say it's all bad there's some really good shit here no no like i said there's there's about six tracks on this that i really like but another thing is it, it has that contemporary pop yep elements especially with the vocals that i just i just despise and it's because it the vocals have no personality. This goes, it, it sounds, the vocals to me sound like exactly what Backstreet Boys were doing in 99. And every, some, pop, every pop artist, male pop artist, since just the clean vocals. It, it just, and it's the uninteresting vocals, like there's no real emotion to it. And that doesn't mm-hmm. help when you have Antares auto tune playing yeah. shit. Which is another big red flag for me because I fucking hate that program. <laughs> right. I feel like that. I feel auto tune ruined a lot of music. I agree, but there are tracks on here where what? they use the auto tra- where they use the auto tune properly, and it a- actually adds to it. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it uh, works, but that's what it was intended for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So no, I mean I I can't I um I when I look at this I go you know <clears throat> there's some things in there that I, like I said I added a bunch of songs to my playlist that I like and we'll get to that and I'm sure you did too mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I don't want to feel like people feel like I'm ragging on it because it 
there's six songs on out of 22, which I really like. And that's, you know, it's a little unexpected for a band that I really don't know. And yes. has a pop sensibility that is not my style. So that's yes. like a pretty good, that's a good track, at least for me. We all know I can be pretty prickly about stuff. You you can. You can be very prickly. So let's hear, what are, what are the six songs that you really enjoyed? Okay. All right. I think the first one, I'll go in the order of the album. I think the first one will not shock you. Is I like people. Oh, yeah. It's just so that good. hardcore, hardcore, like it just came out of nowhere. Uh, it made, it, it made me giggle because I will get to it. The lead track I have big issues with. Oh, boy. I love the birthday party. That's so good. That was such a good song. Jesus Christ, 2005, God Bless America. I really, this is probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Is it it's, yours too? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's so good. <laughs> such it's a good so song. Good. That, that so one's landing good. on playlists for me. Uh, what's a uh, Me and You Together song? And I, I don't know why, but it made me, like, it reminded me of a like, a mid to late nineties alt pop song. Sure. Like, you know, like it just, it, it, I don't know. It was just like, yeah, I, I, I like that. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also liked, <laughs> this is, should not be a surprise either, given uh, how much I enjoy neon neon. Uh, if you're too shy, let me know. Yes. Yep, that's on my like list. Neon Neon meets Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. It was so and, good. And then the last one I liked is Don't Worry. It was just like a nice piano, piano yeah. ballad type Don't thing. Don't Worry is Yeah, is so those are the six I really, really enjoyed, yeah. Yeah, Don't Worry is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous song. That's um, where the auto-tune kind of, it works. Yes, and in Birthday Party, it works. Yep. Like they auto-tune yep. certain parts of it. So for me... Mine was, I really enjoyed People, I enjoyed The End, I enjoyed Frail State of Mind, streaming the birthday party. Um, yeah, I know. Um, then, because she goes, got Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ 2005, love that one. Um, Bagsy, Not in Net, and Don't Worry. Like, the whole front, like, the first, like, nine tracks of the album, I actually enjoy. And I actually enjoyed the one that you really disliked. Um, just because when I was listening to it, my daughter was listening to it and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, uh-huh, honey. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so from that point of view, like the whole, like, you know, rebellion thing and seeing that kind of get sparked in my own kid, I was like, yes, I'm down for that. But then there's ones that were just bad, like shiny collarbone and I didn't like roadkill and, um tonight i wish it was your boy there there's things there that just i think would have worked on maybe a different album or again if it had been shuffled a little differently if the flow if the thing had been there because the first kind of nine tracks it feels like there was a focus and a purpose and then it gets to roadkill and then it starts to lose itself and then it starts to come back like i said don't worry is gorgeous it's just a gorgeous song yeah, uh, it's funny because on my list, three of the t- t- of the first nine tracks I d- I hated. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. that's. So let's go to the. I'll do the tracks that I didn't like. Stood out that I didn't like. 
Yes. And the 1975, that was just like, I roll all fuck you. Like, I agree with everything Greta Thunberg says. That's not a, a knock on her. It's just, it's such a shit way to open an album. <laughs> it's just like, I hate it. I hate when bands take like a political speech and put music behind it. It's just, it, it just, for some reason, it just grinds my gears. Like, I just think it's so fucking hokey and it's pretentious and just like, you know, Another band that did that, uh, and I flag did that with I think like a Howard Zinn speech, and I was just like, oh, oh fuck yes, you. just fuck you, like, and I agree with everything they stand for, but I still just think it's hokey as shit. It may be, but I think I, I you know, especially for a pop band to come out with that, I'm okay with that because there needs to be some politicalism in music these in pop music these days, that's, and you just don't funny, see it. Write a song then, like. <sighs> Put a, and, put a let's let's open an album with a long, boring Winston Churchill speech. All right. Well, like, I, like, yeah, yeah, but then but then it goes in the people, which is a great song. People I like, yeah. So the next track I really hated. I think you put it as you really liked it. Frail state of mind. I liked just, it. I did just like did it. Did not like it. It it just it grated on me. Fair. And the last of the top nine. Yeah, I know. It made me so discombobulated, I felt like vomiting. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of liked how weird that one went. Maybe I, that's... It was just like, ugh, this is just like, you know, it's too. it got too much. I can, I can see that. I can see The that. other three tracks I didn't like, Nothing Revealed, Everything Denied. It was just, this is where the auto-tune yes. made me just want to, you know, kick a baby, just like, fuck. You know? yeah. No, it was bad. It was bad auto tune on that one. Yeah, and then another one tonight. I wish I was your boy. Didn't it like that like, one. <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote my notes. It reminded me of like that shitty Eric Clapton of the late nineties. It reminded me of like like yes. my father's eyes is what <laughs> the vibe I got. And it's just like, oof, oh god, the song can't end fast enough. And then no, the last bad. is what should I say? I just. It, it, it just it made me feel like uh what was it uh, yeah i know i was just like discombobulated and just it it just made it on me and then yeah, as, like the tracks that i think they're trying to do kid a yes horribly. <laughs> well and this is the thing that you got to realize and i think this has got missed a little bit is that you got an 80 minute album as it starts to go on you gotta start let you know leaving some of that because you're going especially when you're doing a pop album with something like this and you got that pop audience now i'm sure i mean there were people who love this front to back and you know what i could see why people would in the reviews i can i can see why people i i see the appeal yep it's just not something i personally and i will say that anyone that put this at like a one star was doing it that's overkill too (laughs) Yeah, was doing that to be provocative. Like, oh, we're going to give this a one star because yeah. we're going to be... Fuck off. Jesus Christ 2005, God bless America, puts this album at least at a five star out of ten. Yes. <laughs> that track alone. It, it, that, and I knew right away it was Phoebe Bridger. Like, I knew yeah. right away that was Phoebe Bridger. I was like, holy shit, that's Phoebe Bridger on this. Um, and I'm not she's, a huge fan of hers, but I like this, so... 
she's becoming just a fucking powerhouse, man. I don't know. I enjoyed oh, sure. her work with. I know she is. I'm just not a huge fan of her. I there. She did an album with Connor Overburst. Um, under a, I forget what the name of it is off the top of my head right now, but it's a really really good. Um, and I'll have to get that to you um, when I'm done with it. Um, when, uh, but it's it's a it's a great co- uh, you know combination between her and um, um, you know bright eyes. It's awesome. Yeah, she's uh, talented. It's just something. It just they're called the anything that stood out to me. I guess is it's called the Better Oblivion Community Center. <laughs> is the name of the band. And it's her and Connor overburst, and and it's awesome, and it's awesome. Or Auburst, however you pronounce his name. Um, I'm a big Bright Eyes fan as well, so anything that Bright Eyes does, I'm gonna enjoy. Um, so yeah, no, I, you know, the 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 thing with this was, there's a lot of modern pop sensibility, and that's the other thing that really, when I was listening to it, I was like, it already is starting to sound dated, because it is too much of a modern pop, like. This is an album that's going to come out dated. Um, yeah. And that's unfortunate because like, I'm already starting to feel it a year and a half, you know, a little over a year later. Like, mm, yeah, they're already going away from this type. Pop music is already starting to go away from this. And this feels old. And I don't want to say stale because it's not stale, but it already feels like a dated album to me. Yeah, those moments really stand out and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. How I and it just makes you like. I wish they would find their own voice in pop. Yes, I feel like I, I don't. They've been around for a while, but I don't think. I, at least on this album. At, at least, least on, on this album, album. It, just, it felt like it was a lot of the, you know a lot of vocal, the vocals reminded me of the weekend. And I was just yep. like, that's just you know that's that's weird and like that's that's his style. Like, why are you co-opting? Like that just seemed weird. And that, that really, I, that, that, those are why I probably on those tracks. I don't like, <laughs> I'd rather hear if I was going to hear the weekend sing a song, I'd rather hear him. Do so, it. Let's talk about the negatives here. Cause a negative review, um, Bittles or Biddles said that it was flat directionless and inessential Viewing most of the album's song as unremarkable and indistinguishable, she especially cr- criticized the quote direction directionless instrumentals and the repetitive nature of many songs, saying it was disheartening disheartening to witness them with nearly nothing of note to say. Similarly, the Independent, who gave it a one star review, deemed the album quote a smug Figaro, a Ferrago, I don't know. I, not a word I'm familiar with, and I tend to be a lit- literarian. Um, filled with inconsistent nonsense, meaningless or- orchestral interludes, and indistinguishable dance songs, calling a quote a 22-track parade of stream of consciousness self-indulgence. Which no, <laughs> I mean, well, the self-indulgence I would I would agree on, but I think that you know with the interludes, the ones that work as segueing between tracks those at least that those aren't pointless those work for me yep it's the ones that just kind of plop out of nowhere <laughs> yeah again in the beginning with like the end going into frail state of mind streaming going in the birthday party it made sense and i was kind of expecting things like that sprinkled throughout the album but to call it a stream of consciousness self-indulgent uh-uh no 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 
no, it's, no, there, it's not stream of conscious at all. It's 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 not. There stream of conscious. I think there'd be more of that vibe we were talking about. Um, and in this one, it's you could tell that you know, and I think you can really tell that this was an album that took years to make because of how, as I said earlier, schizophrenic it is, especially towards the end. Um, it's um, just. I don't know. I, I I can't. I think anyone that gives it a one star is, like I said, trying to be an asshole. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, there's certainly like like the stream of conscious thing. I don't get, and it makes me think the writer doesn't understand what stream of conscious is. Right. Which is like not surprising in this day and age that people don't use words they don't understand. You know, <laughs> and and the, and the thing I gotta give them credit for especially as a pop album is using real instruments. Oh yeah. This, this wasn't, you know, done on a synthesizer. This wasn't done in, um, you know, um, Ableton. This was real violins. This was real bass trombones, tenor trombones, trumpets, French horns. Clair- this was really, really real instruments. And there was a real choir involved with it. That to me is awesome. I, I got to give them full on credit for that. Yeah, it's, you know, that and the fact that, you know, they took a chance. Like, mm-hmm. most pop like, artists don't if, take like, chances. The moments I hated the most, I can at least admire that they did something different. And again, like, I hate when bands are just uninspired. It, those right. type of albums just, I, I hate because, like, I'll get. I'll be sitting there listening to it, and like, then I'll be like, "Why the fuck am I listening to this?" And if they're not even interested in this, why the hell am I? At least this yeah. one, they seemed interested in doing and making it something. It just, it, you know, it 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 didn't stick the landing, but it at least they tried. Well, and the other thing that I give them that I love what they did here, because again, this is a pop band. You know, they're outside of our, well, you know, us being at our age, they're outside our demographic, right? Yeah. We're not the demographic they're going for. But as for someone who is our age, I look at this and I go, uh, I think more pop artists need to be going this route, um, which is being trying new things, being experimental, mm-hmm. exposing the, the listening audience to different styles of music, um, which can still be poppy and not be, you know, the norm pop. Absolutely. Again, there are things here that didn't land, but the things that do land, like you said, the six tracks that you like, <clears throat> land hard and yeah. land awesome. Yeah, I was just like, those tracks that I liked, I really liked. And yeah. I, I see, and they weren't just like, you know, typical pop, you know, like they were just, they're well constructed songs. And I really, you know, I, you know, as, you know again, I, kudos for taking a swing and go and I, i'll be interested to see what these these guys do next yes they're like yeah, on I'm a, radar now like you know i would consider myself a fan i would i would say i am a fan of the 1975 given what they've done and if i could get more things like birthday party like jesus christ 2005 god bless america um uh, I, i'm i'm on i'm on board I'm on board. Those tracks feel, felt like they found a voice. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they found their style and it worked. And then they stepped out of their comfort zone and lots, a lot of it didn't work for me, but that's all right. Again, this was an interesting album 
I don't regret sitting through even the tracks I didn't like, unlike some of the stuff we've reviewed. Right, right, right. I didn't you know, hate like, my experience listening to it. And I listened to this album a lot these last, the, you know, during the time frame of, of us doing this review. I listened to this album a lot because, as you said, there's times where I was just discombobulated and didn't know how I felt about it. And you even asked, you know, you know, pulling the curtain back a little bit, you asked for additional time before we recorded this in order to digest the album, did you not? Yeah, because yeah, it's it's 22 minutes at, 22 tracks at 80, you know, an hour mm -hmm. and 20 minutes, I, I needed more time to yes. wrap, wrap, wrap my head around it, I guess. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the, about kind of, where the album has fallen in 2020 because there is a list here and um and i normally when i when i do a review of an album i don't have this much information uh, that's given but okay and i want to see what you feel like uh, what you thought was if it, for the best 50 albums of 2020 by billboard magazine it ranked number 29 and for the best 25 rock albums of 2020 it rated number five that I disagree with. I don't consider it a rock album. Do you? Uh, I actually, with the live instruments, I would say it's borderline. Fair it's enough. It's poppy enough, but, you know, the Beatles were a pop band who were considered rock eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, would, I would put them in. Or, or, you know, they're just not the typical rock band, but that's all right. Okay. I could. I will concede to your answer there. Um, you got a fair you point. You have your opinion, Paul. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to say no because you know what? You brought up a really good point that it's live. That it's that it's not. You know that it is live music and live instruments. And you know what? Yeah, that's kind of the, the main distinguisher between rock and pop. Typically, is that modern pop doesn't do real instruments and have perform. You it's know, mostly keyboard. Synthesizers, computer programs, that's yes. Drum so machines. Drum I was machines. Nice to hear some live drums on this. That was cool. Yes. So I'm going to say that's why I'm going to concede and be like, you're bringing up a valid point with the live instruments. Yeah. Um, it was rated 36 on the best 55 by Brooklyn Vegan Complex. It was uh, uh, on their best albums 33. Um, Best Albums of 2020 by Coupe de Maine was number five. Album of the Year by Dork was number 10. It was not on the America Entertainment Weekly's top, and it wasn't on Esquire's top. It barely broke into the fader with uh, being at number 46. The Music rated it number one album of the year. Um, I don't remember the albums that came out last year. Last year was a rough year. It was the rough year for music. Yes, yes, uh, completely agree with you on that one. Um, so yeah, I just again, I, I it's it's interesting to me when I see an album like this get so much division, um, you know, between the accolades and the the heat for it. And I, you gave it a three star, and I have to give you. I mean, I'm going to go three and a half. I'm going to give it a three and a half star um, out of out of five. Um, because yeah, the things falls, that this falls in the middle for me, it, you know, yes, because the things that work really work. Yeah. The things that don't work don't. Now, if they cut the six songs that I found in, 
just god awful, I'd probably bop it up to a four. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, and that's the thing, right? Yeah, I, I would do that the same thing because again, there's tracks on here that I was like, Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm 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 on the I'm on, you know, the I'm on to another album here and I went to go change it, you know, and I looked, I'm like, oh no, I'm still on here. God, this doesn't even sound like them. Like, what the fuck is this? Um so yeah, there was there was that to it. Other than that, I, I mean Outside, it was kind of an odyssey in a way. So, do you have anything else you want to shed on this? No, I think we covered it. Uh, if we we're going to recommendations, I'd say, yeah, give it a listen. Just <clears throat> not many pop bands uh, attempt something like this, and I think they should. And for that, I think it's worth a listen. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to recommend this album. I'm going to say, you know what, and, and listen to it front to back. Yeah. Because there are people out there that rated this five album, I mean, five stars, and, yeah. you know, put it as the number one album of 2020. There are people out there that gave it a A minus, that gave it five stars. Um, so it definitely deserves your 80 minutes worth of time to listen to from yeah. front to back. At least once. Mm -hmm. yeah at least yeah. once and if it's not your thing it's not your thing but i say give it a shot at least it, again no not there, there should be more bands doing stuff like this in my opinion i would completely agree with you on that that yes there needs to be pop bands need to be making these these kind of strides and going in these directions and not being afraid to do so because the people that matter get it and the ones that don't can fuck off that's my thought all right <laughs> <laughs> wow i mean well i'm sorry but Holy to give this thing here man <laughs> well i'm i mean again to give it a one star is bullshit yeah uh you know that's i'm sorry fuck off into yourself you're trying to be something whatever you know, Rosen O'Connor of the fucking independent. Uh, just people just trying to be contrarian. Yes, yes, yes. And I and I don't don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate that. Um, and I think the AV Club said it best when the beginning um, was receptive to the beginning of the album, but you know, criticized some of the instrumentals, the shallowness and sequencing as it progressing. A sonic hopscotch that once amplified the group's singularity now feels like a liability. Um, I think, I think that the, the, a sonic hopscotch is a great fucking, uh, way to describe this album. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, Joe. Well, what, why did you tell the people what you just did for the Joe down? <laughs> <laughs> I take it. You like the review. Uh, we did Remo Williams. <sighs> I love uh, Remo Williams. <laughs> One of the most racist movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's a one of the most uh, uh, Joe Brown. So, like, this didn't make the review, but I messaged him because I was like, "There's a part where uh, Rima Williams gets trained by a Korean man, except this Korean man's played by a white actor from Cleveland, Ohio." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh huh. <laughs> yes, he is, or whatever his name. Is. And I, I messaged him. I was like, you know, I 
this reminds me of like I think Tarantino got some inspiration from this movie for Kill Bill, and Brown responds that he's like, "Yeah, if Kill Bill was combined with a Roger Moore Bond movie." <laughs> Dude, I, my 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 dad used to watch Free Movie. Anytime Remo Williams was on, my dad be like, "Oh yeah, Remo Williams." Oh my god! <laughs> I don't understand the appeal. It's like none of the characters are charming. <laughs> What the fuck? So yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was interesting. And then uh, up next, uh, the terrorist one. That's how I'm opening the review. But you guys won't know that until after this is out. Uh, for years, Brown and I have gotten requests for us to tackle the Harry Potter movies. Oh and shit! I, and like Biden with Afghanistan, I just I had to cave. <laughs> wow. It's time. Yeah. So we're doing the first one, Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Yes. Uh, movies that I've never seen before. Neither has Brown, so. Oh, you haven't seen all of them? I haven't seen any of them. You haven't seen any of them? Yep, never even read the books. Oh, never. wow. Oh, wow. I've done both. I read the books and seen all of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm halfway through the first one. I... I I watch a lot of these while I'm at the gym because it mm-hmm. just it distracts me from the the pain of exercising. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So, but yeah, so I'm about halfway through the first first move. All right, it's uh, charming. I, 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 you know, spoiler. I'm enjoying it. So, yes, uh, I'm interested to see. I'm not going to give anything away, but there's a particular one that I absolutely think is the worst of the movies, and I hate it. And I hate every time I have to sit through it. Um, well, you might as well. We're we're only doing the one. <laughs> oh, you're only doing the one. Okay. Yeah, we're not doing a month of these. It's we're just doing the one. Oh, but I thought you're doing like all the all Harry Potter next week, next month. So we're not doing the theme month. Back. Got it. Got it. So what's um, the one? I'll, I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. Why? You don't uh, want the people to know. You don't want the hate mail. Can't take right, the heat. I'll, I'll take the heat. I'll take the heat. It's number five. It's uh, Harry Potter and the uh, and the Order of the Phoenix. It's by far it was the worst book, and it, to me it was the worst movie. Um, so yeah, when you guys have maybe when you guys start doing if, if you do more of the Harry Potters besides the first one, because um, you really should do some more of them. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see what your guys' take we'll is. Sprinkle them through like we do with the Bond movies. You know, there you go. And, and of course, the Twilight. Even though I only have one more left in my pocket for that one. No, the, twi- the Twilight. For making me mad. <laughs> totally I still haven't seen the Twilight movies. Oh God! And I won't. And I won't. I won't see them. Uh, maybe if I have like a mystery science theater party and I bring over a bunch of people and we sit down and make fun of it, maybe I would do that. It would be worth it for that. I mean, it's it's easily mockable. <laughs> Oh, it sure looks like it would be just from just from all the previews and things I've seen. Um, that's the most I saw was the previews to, to, to talk about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like I like the Reno Williams review. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of misogyny, too. It was. Lots oh, yeah. of racism, lots of misogyny. 
Uh, the 80s were a wild time. <laughs> the 80s were a different time, dude. It was kind of gross. <laughs> it was... It was it, it was gross. It was gross. Uh, well, uh, and I all I have is you know as you know this podcast. So as of right now, um, oh, I'm trying to I, I got trying to get some other things off the ground, but we'll see. All right, all right, all right. All right. So now it's your turn. What are we doing next week? Next week we're gonna visit a band who. Are- was at a crossroads. The album cover shows four guys who look like they can't stand being around one another. It was a, it's an, it was, you know, it was a big moment in this this band's history. Uh-oh. We're doing "Let It Be" by the oh, replacements. By the replacements. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Who else would you think I was talking about? <laughs> Ass hat. Uh. <laughs> oh boy yeah yeah they that's who yeah 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 i we'll have a lot to talk. I, I, i'm interested to hear the story on that one yeah uh, it's uh uh you I, know spoiler the this band has one of the most depressing stories in music history <laughs> and a lot of it is their own fault and i feel absolutely do not feel bad for any of those fuckers at all so it'll yeah. be an interesting review paul westerberg had an interesting career yeah he sabotaged it at every moment he could uh just a bit nah he deserves all the rancor he gets uh He's one of those, like, this is a band, like, I'm. this is seriously, like, one of the only times I'll talk about this band is with you for that review, because over the years of working in record stores, that was one of the bands I fucking hated people coming up and asking me about. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, after a while, he's like, how how many times do you tell people, yeah, I know I'm from Minnesota, I don't give a shit about the replacements. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I get I, I get that and Dylan a lot. Yeah. I get the replacement and Dylan a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm very very interested in uh in uh in re- going through this and listening to it because I know I've listened to replacements, but I haven't listened to this album. So I'm excited. Oh, are we doing the original or the deluxe edition? Uh, let's just deluxe edition is just remastered, so it's going to sound better to you. Just we won't talk about the outtakes and unreleased tracks. Okay, so we'll just do the we'll just do the eleven that are with the normal. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I, w- I would perfect. suggest listening to the remaster just because it, it it cleans it up, cleans up the audio. It's it's easier to hear shit. Okay. Cool. I was just curious. Surprise! Bands in the eighties who weren't popular had. <laughs> recorded in shitty circumstances yes they did they sure the fuck did sir all right well with that joe do you want to take us out no (laughs) 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 (laughs)